Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, motherfuckers. <laughs> Hello, motherfucker. This is Honey Do Me, and I'm Emma. And I'm Cass, and we're also motherfuckers um, who want to teach you how to motherfuck. <laughs> At that uh, point, it sounds like you're fucking your mother. At so, that point, um, it does. Just, it, we just talk about fucking. Not, not yeah. your mom, but um, just fucking. Just, just fucking and being a mm-hmm. motherfucker, which being is our... Motherfucker. Our word of the week, as it is. It is. It was my birthday, just a, a mere couple moons Skip ago. ago. Uh-huh. Um, and Emma made me the most lovely, amazing gift that I love so much. I don't have it right here because I also moved. Um, so it's packed away, but I will show all of you when it is out and about. Um, do you want to describe it? Teehee. Yes. So um, I have my inspo. I don't know if I even showed you this, Cass. But there's Malone. But also I have, it's called Be Big up there. I made I that, that for myself. I will um, say you haven't shown it to me, but I have seen it because I was in your room the other day when you weren't home. Um, love it. With your permission. <laughs> I did not give you permission, but thank you for That's admitting fine. to it. Um, and I wanted to do something like that for you. So it's like block letters on a canvas. But mm-hmm. you're um, dark and sparkly, so I made yours black and black sparkles so it's really fun and cute and And it it says says motherfucker (laughs) and i love it um and she also got me a cheryl Strait book with lots of amazing quotes and i'm gonna start my day by reading one every single day that's my little ritual i want to start incorporating so yeah take it slow because i Mm -hmm. read i sat down and read like half that book in one evening and I'm like obviously you can always go back and read more mm-hmm. but I it's just brave like, enough love... by Cheryl Strait I did not say that so <laughs> yeah well let me know when you find your first heart one I will she there. also hearted certain ones isn't that the sweetest uh, <laughs> marry uh, me <laughs> okay. okay will do <laughs> but yes just so need to get all this thing about... annulled first <laughs> get it annulled figure that out then all we'll that hoopla and then mm-hmm. I'll swoop in Anyways, um, what are we talking about today? We're talking about a topic near and dear to my heart with someone that is also near and dear to my heart. We're talking about um, emotions that have been typically deemed negative, in quotes, like anger. um, Like, uh, what else did you... Kind of like overwhelm, grief, like big... like big reactions, emotions. getting upset, like all of those kinds of things. Those things that we would be like, anything you would ne- like call a negative emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. With Victoria Albina, who of course helps us navigate all big and sticky things. <laughs> 
Oh, big and sticky. <laughs> That's what I want my next poster to say. Big, big and, and sticky. sticky. <laughs> I want that above my bed. Or like right above the toilet. The yeah. porcelain saddle, if you will. <laughs> That's what we were calling it. Isn't that a great name? Oh, the porcelain saddle. That's big and sticky. <laughs> Gross. Oh my gosh. But yeah, just how anger plays into, I don't know, how you view yourself, how you view yourself in relationships and how others have kind of like trademarked you. Um mm. And just navigating that when these feelings do come naturally and you don't necessarily want them to go away. I've spent a lot of time wishing away certain emotions and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to incorporate more of the practices that Victoria shared with us. And Emma and I are both in her course that she talks about at the end of the episode. So mm -hmm. we'll be talking more about that as we go through it and uh, get big and sticky with our with our emotions. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. So with that, we will see you on the other side. <laughs> Bye. Bye. But today, we wanted to talk about what we would typically consider negative or bad emotions. Um, because we're hoping you might have something to say about how we label those. So we're thinking like anger, mm. sadness, uh, stress, envy, like all of those things that I'd be like, oh, that's a bad emotion. What are your thoughts on like just the label bad? We'll start there. Yeah, I think it really like is it really does us some harm. Yeah, it not only doesn't serve us, but I think it does us harm because it creates this binary within us where we are reactive in our nervous system against a certain set of emotions, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and I do want to just broaden this to say for some folks, you know, joy, happiness as equally negative, right? Like that is really challenging, like negative, right? Always in air quotes, meaning like, oh my gosh, it's really hard to feel joy. Like it really is uncomfortable. It brings a lot of anxiety into the nervous system. Whatever the emotion is for you that that activates you, um, the more you call it bad, the more you call it negative, the more you push it away, the more it's going to fuck with you yeah. to feel that, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I realized right. in therapy recently that I have a lot of trouble experiencing joy and it's something that I push away very intensely because I'm very scared of it right. going away. Very Like right. I felt it go away before, so it's almost like my body says, well, it'd be easier just not to feel it in the first place, so let's just stay in the quote-unquote bad place. Um, mm -hmm. But right. then I don't experience And like joy. your <laughs> body's not wrong. Right. Right, exactly. Right. Like your body's tech, and that's part of it too, right? Mm -hmm. Is when we label the emotion bad, then we're saying that our body is wrong mm -hmm. in having the emotion. Mm -hmm. That's true. And the, the body's never wrong. Right. The body's often inconvenient. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? That she is. Absolutely. <laughs> and uncomfortable and, you know, but it's not, it's not wrong. It just loves us and it has a different script for what loving us looks like than what we want it to look like sometimes, mm -hmm. right? I have the very a very small example going off of what you're saying about like not wanting to experience joy. And I've only recently kind of come to this conclusion that I'm when I'm somewhere that's like beautiful or I'm super enjoying it, I almost get like jealous of the moment itself and then I take myself away from it. Like if I'm enjoying a beautiful night with like wine and like I'm out on my balcony, I'm like, I can't look at this anymore. It's like I, I get like this weird 
jealousy of the moment. Does that make sense at all? Hmm. Yeah. It's very interesting, yeah. but I've just tried to like call attention to it and it feels so like out of my own body when I like talk about mm. it, but it's, it's been something I've definitely like processed recently. What do you think your, your body and your nervous system are trying to do for you in that moment? You know, I haven't been able to like put that together because I'm like, I am enjoying the moments right now that I literally strive for all day to get home to. So why does my mm. body want to turn its back to that? Could be a really interesting question to ask your body. Yeah. 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 And let us know what you hear, what you learn, what your body wants to tell you about that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's like something to think about more. I just thought For I'd sure. throw that in there if we we're talking about it. Right. Or you know me, like, don't think about it. Feel into it. Right. Right. Because generally speaking, thinking doesn't get us that far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but feeling into it and trusting the body to have the wisdom and the answers and the brilliance to tell you what the what is. Mm -hmm. That is what for me has really moved the needle the most, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a ton yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just to make sure I answered your question, I don't believe there are any bad emotions or like actually negative emotions. Mm -hmm. There are some that are harder or let's not say harder, more challenging for us to feel given our own individual and cultural history um, and location. And the more we can allow all feelings to be felt, the more we can befriend all emotions and process them through our bodies, the, the, the greater the breadth and depth of experience in this life, because you can't have the highs without the lows, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? The yin and the yang move together. This is pretty ancient wisdom, right? Um, so when you block one, you block it all. Mm -hmm. And that I mean, just to put it really elegantly and scientifically, as always, that sucks. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Medically speaking, it's <laughs> Medi super shitty. <laughs> super shitty. Medically speaking. Well, that's cool. Another Medically speaking. Yeah. One of the things that Emma and I were talking about when we were talking about this topic and all like the idea of negative emotions was being labeled as a negative emotion mm -hmm. so emma was talking about yeah. being labeled as an angry kid i was a really oh. like sensitive over emotional kid and then i think about like right. you know a jealous person or like a really stressed right. person or a sad person i feel like we tend to be labeled those things when we allow ourselves to feel them and then that makes it even more of a negative thing because other people make it a negative right. thing. At least that's how I feel like I learned those things were quote unquote yeah. negative. For sure. And then I think it, it cuts the other way too, because I mean, we've met, I am, um, I am a 99% bunny and 27% <laughs> cartoon character. And I am a little bundle of joyfuls. Um, and so I remember like the first time I got depressed being like, like dissociated from the depression because how could I be depressed? Because mm. I am happy bunny. Yeah. Right. And so it was like a pushing away of the pushing away of the pushing away of self that made the whole fucking thing so much worse mm. because it was like, how could I be sad? Like super sad. Mm. That's not me. Yeah. In a way that wasn't like helpful in a way that was um, negating of self versus like, like it wasn't like a, you know, pick myself up like nice conversation. It was a like, no, don't trust your own feelings. Mm -hmm. 
you don't do sad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. 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 But totally getting labeled angry, too sensitive, whatever. It's, it's just not a kind thing to do to someone, a number one. Mm-hmm. And it really, um, it, it, it starts to link identity with something so that we need as a society to allow to be transigent in a, in a helpful way, right? If we can let anger be just move through, sadness move through, right? Even joy, right? I'm talking again, as always, someone had to bring the Buddhist light here. And so and I don't mean like shining a light. I mean, Buddhism light, like Coca-Cola light, um, how we call it in South America, right? Um, you know, non-attachment. When we practice non-attachment to our emotions, we don't create identity around them. We don't, um, we don't create suffering, right? Because attachment is part of the root of all suffering. Mm-hmm. And so when we can detach and just let the feelings flow, then it's just a thing that's flowing through, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And then the joy moving through and, and shifting isn't a problem because the story, I need this to stay, never happened, mm-hmm. right? So you can allow the depth of joy because you're like, well, I'm going to have this joy as long as I have it. And that's beautiful. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm going to have these grumpy pants until I'm no longer wearing <laughs> these grumpy pants. These are my grumpy pants. Yeah. I, f- yeah. I feel like I sincerely enjoy and, and find power in being grumpy and angry, though. And yeah. sometimes I just, I would rather sit in my anger than have someone give me a solution in that moment. And it almost feels like invalidating if someone's trying to help me out of my anger. Um, But I like I, for me, I find anger to be productive and I don't know if it's because I grew up feeling angry for being Mm. misunderstood a fair amount. Um, Mm. I sound that I sound so (laughs) alty. I was so misunderstood, (laughs) but I just feel like I didn't have the words to communicate the like breadth of what I was feeling. So I just turned it into being angry. But today that has led me to just being comfortable being angry Mm. and almost feeling like it's more powerful than being anything else. Cool. (laughs) I I mean, if that's working for you, then cool. I, I, so, you know, I talk a lot about the difference between sacred anger and aggression. Mm -hmm. Right, where sacred anger is that wellspring of of information and activation in our nervous system that lets us know shit ain't right. This is not ethical. This is not in my integrity. This is not working. There is oppression here. Someone is not being treated correctly. Right, mm-hmm. like I I feel a righteous welling up of sacred anger that leads me to say no boundary. You will not talk to me that way. You will not raise your voice to me, right? Uh, Whatever it is, right? And then aggression is the swiping, is the the guilting, the shaming, the blaming, the the attempting to make someone else feel bad because you're having an emotion, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. It's that manipulation. It's that, that aggressing outward. Right. And so I think if you're checking yourself and you're in you're in sacred anger mm-hmm. and that feels cool, right? It feels 
feelful for you, mm-hmm. rock on. Yeah. <laughs> right? I just know staying there for me exhausts me. Mm-hmm. And for me, it keeps my focus outward on other people and what they're doing and my judgment of them and what they're up to versus versus focusing on me and whether I'm living how I want to be living. Right. But yeah, get me talking about workers in Amazon warehouses. Get me talking about gun safety. Get me talk right? Abortion rights. Get me talk like, yeah, I got sacred anger. <laughs> I got a lot of sacred anger. <laughs> Uh right right but like and I used to have a lot of what felt like sacred anger or righteous anger about like how people were driving around me but like I've let go of I'll you know I'll notice it right if someone does something dangerous right but I don't I let it move through me instead of grabbing it instead of holding the like how dare you Mm -hmm. because it was really taking a lot out of me to like have that outward flow of energy that like legit does nothing right you know what I mean it's Mm -hmm. not like I could be like knock knock hi uh (laughs) when you turned left from the right hand lane that was actually quite dangerous I just I would like to let you know about your behavior I'd like a minute right thank you yeah (laughs) yeah thanks for your time um yeah right yeah how do you let something flow instead of Holding on to it. <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah, that's such a great question. <laughs> uh, yeah. How, how I do don't you know do that, that I've done that before. <laughs> well, mm. um, I mean, it's it is that meditative, mindful practice of non-attachment. And so these are those things where it doesn't start in the moment of like someone turning left and right hand lane. It starts a couple months before when you wake up in the morning and you you're like, I have two options now. I can grab my phone and doom scroll on the gram, or I can go meditate for two minutes, which becomes three minutes, which becomes five, which becomes a half hour. You know? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it becomes about making those conscious decisions to connect in with self and to, to create a life that's based in the practices that um, allow for an easeful flow of emotion. Right. Mm -hmm. So that when I'm sitting on the cushion and a thought arises and I, I use the, the Shambhala, we can talk about that me too moment later, but like use the Shambhala training of, of labeling my thoughts as thinking that practice of non-attachment to my own thoughts supports non-attachment to my own feelings. Right. And allows me to not energetically grasp them, but just let them move through me, like my breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, my work is largely about somatic practices, where somatics, the word soma comes from the Greek, the body, and somatic practices are those modalities and, and practices that bring us back into the wholeness of our body and bring us into a different understanding and awareness of and connection of uh, the inner world and the outer world and how we are relating within ourselves to the world outside and how we are relating outside ourselves to our inner world. Yeah, so it brings us this deep consciousness and awareness of our bodies and our emotions. Um, and through that practice too, uh, though that set of practices, 
I visit my emotions frequently, right? So I have, I have internal maps for where anger tends to live in my body, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll say my anger feels pretty like generic, like a Pixar depiction <laughs> of, of anger might look, right? <laughs> like a swelling of red heat at the top of my chest that's like, yeah, fiery and hot and there's tension in my musculature and like like a a tightening in my jaw and like the back of my eyes hurts like anger Mm -hmm. and so now I know it and I feel it and I feel it when it's like on a scale of zero to ten like a point one two five and I can like just feel it beginning to well and can pause (sighs) check in with it check in with myself and now after all these years of somatic practice can make a conscious decision from agency and choicefulness, which are two things that somatic returned to me, um, <laughs> I can decide, like, do I want to do this? Like, do I want to go there with the anger or do I want to breathe through and just make a different decision? I would like to meditate more. It's a goal of mine. I have trouble staying cool. still with my thoughts. I'm working on it. So, so then don't. Walk. Okay. Well, that makes yeah. it easier. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No one said, the Buddha didn't say, sit your ass down or nothing. <laughs> right? There's one. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, right? Walking meditations are for real thing. Swimming meditation. Like, meet yourself where you are, baby doll. Don't force yourself to be someone else's picture of like, I don't know, of what meditation is like, so quote unquote, supposed to look like. I like Mm -hmm. that because I – so I have a lot of trouble with like visualization meditations in particular. Um, And one of the ones that I've done is like, you know, sitting on a hill and your thoughts are the clouds and you just watch the clouds go by and that sort of thing. So that's kind of where I was like thinking thinking about the stuff that you're talking about. Um, But then another thing that came up for me, is the goal ever to get one of the emotions to go away? I vote no. Okay. Because they're all my buddies. They're all my friends. Like, I love them all. They all serve a beautiful purpose, right? And sometimes they, their way of showing up is not, it's just not cute. Like, it's not what I want it to be. You know <laughs> mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, oh, anger, did you need to come out with like, swearing at someone or like under your breath right but like buddy right mm-hmm. and so the I never want the emotion to go away but I, I might have a little sweet loving conversation with myself and with the emotion so I I'm all about personifying and these things right um like inner children I can see my emotions as like characters in the play of life um <laughs> And, and talk with them like a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, about like, all right, here's how we're gonna, we're gonna do anger from here on out. I like that. I like making them into characters because that would be like inside out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that. I really need, 4,000 people have told me to see that. And I just, I'm not very good at watching TV. 
That's fair. I am. I can't relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't I know. know. It just like doesn't it doesn't really call me. I don't know. Yeah. I also like had a marriage where my ex all they wanted to do was like watch TV fucking mm. endlessly. Mm. So I think part of me is just like super I fair. don't want to. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That is so. Fair. But anyway, I will watch it. Okay, I promise. I will watch it before next okay. call. How's that? Very that good. Great. Okay, great. Very good homework. Done. <laughs> Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. I'm very pleased with my homework. Yeah. I want my emotions to be, and this is a judgment comment, but I want them to be more <laughs> uh, elegant, I guess is the word I'm going to say, but I, I wish I could just speak on them better. I feel like they come up and they're big and then I get a little jittery and I get a little scared of them. So like my vision goes mm. blurry. <laughs> And then mm. everything that comes out of my mouth isn't even at all what I was like trying to convey, but it's the closest I can get <laughs> in that moment. Right. And I just wish I was more cavalier about how <laughs> I just I would describe myself in those moments, you know? Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A malibu.com and use code d-e-w-m-e for 10 percent off cavalier i don't well okay wait hold on there's so many big words here elegant cavalier i what i think i'm hearing you say is check me as always i'm often huh. wrong is what you're saying it i would like to have more facility with regulating my nervous system when I'm having a big emotional response. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because usually I have a hard time um, talking if I'm angry or feeling like put off in the moment or if someone has like hurt my feelings. It takes me a minute. I just can't have the words because of all the mm. things I just described. I just feel jittery and like blurry vision type of way. So yes, that's, that is what I mean. So it's, my love, it's not that your emotions are inelegant, right? It's that your nervous system, it sounds like, needs some support around regulation, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so when we talk about regulating the nervous system, what we're talking about is, I'm going to back up, do like a, the two-second 101 and come back, all right? Yeah. All right, because uh, you, you all know I can go on a wild <laughs> ride, but I promise not to. <laughs> I love the I, I love shall the right. Okay, good. Um, 
so our nervous system has three main settings, uh, ventral vagal, which is safe and social, sympathetic, which is fight or flight, ah, freak out, anxious, worried, well, what the fuck, and dorsal, which is checked out, wait, what, I, sorry, my brain shut down, I just, I disconnected, I wasn't in my body, I dissociated, fuck, wait, what, oh, cool, humans want to stay in ventral vagal, safe and social, um, it's, it's the part of the nervous system that all of the body works most bestly in, including moods, emotions, every part of you. When we go quickly into sympathetic activation, fight or flight, alliance coming, it's going to eat my face. We can't talk elegantly. We can't speak well, <laughs> right? We lose cognitive capacity. You can't math goodly. You can't English. Like you, you just can't Never because you're good. not supposed to. Mm -hmm. So let's remember nothing has gone wrong in your life, inside you as an animal, in your brain, in your body, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Your body is doing the exact perfect thing. You don't like the experience, and we're going to talk about that. But, but I think starting with, like, not my emotions are not elegant, but rather, like, ah, there goes my body doing the most perfect thing it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. There I am being perfect again. <laughs> could potentially be a really nice bridge back towards compassion, care, curiosity, self-love, mm -hmm. from which to then ask questions like, why for? And what do I need? Mm -hmm. I'm going to pause. How's that landing? Well, on the money. I'm so glad. <laughs> Elegantly. Yeah. On the money. Yeah. Elegant. Is Elegantly. landing elegantly? <laughs> I love that everyone keeps going British today. <laughs> I don't know. It's really cute. Elegantly. Oh, throw your hair yeah. down. Excellent. It's That's where we often go. Yeah. That, that made perfect sense. And I appreciate you validating that just because I don't have the words doesn't mean that my emotions aren't elegant. Because, yeah, I just, I, I've just noticed other people who have the words easier and when yeah. I don't, it kind of sends me into a tizzy of struggle, like just even more of that spiral of trying to find the words and then I get more mad. So yeah. I just appreciate that it could just mean I'm perfect and we just need to work on regulation because I love being called perfect. Totally. So <laughs> yeah, um, you're, you're perfect. You're perfect. You're Thank perfect. You. You're perfect. You're perfect. <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to have words. Yeah. And if it helps, sometimes I will remember, like, picture myself on the savannah of evolution and a legit, literal lion chasing my ass. Do you want to digest a cheeseburger, make thyroid hormones, have a healthy period, be sexually aroused, be able to write a, a script, a podcast, do maths, talk nicely, mm -hmm. goodly? <laughs> no. No. No, thank right. you. I want none of that to happen. I want to fucking <laughs> run. I want heart, lungs, right? Legs, right. running, punching, lions. God. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it takes me out of self-judgment because I'm like, of course, of course I don't have like the right words, mm -hmm. you know? And my, my, okay, so Deb Dana, who's this amazing social worker who makes polyvagal theory, the work of Dr. Stephen Porges into Englishes, because of course the woman did it. And of course the social worker was like, that sounds like not English. Mm -hmm. It's like science talk. Um she talks about how ventral vagal is our home, and we each have a home away from home in our nervous system. So mm -hmm. yours, it sounds like, is sympathetic, mm -hmm. right? Adrenaline is your easy place. It's your go-to. I would tend more towards dorsal. Mm -hmm. Like, 
in my family growing up, it was way easier to be like, or what felt safer for me was, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I don't have feelings. I don't have thoughts. I don't, I don't exist. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm cool. I'm, okay. I'm doing feelings? great. No. <laughs> Who, me? No. Get out of here. You know? <sighs> so dorsal's <laughs> always been my go-to place, the shutdown. So that is that is my body doing the most perfect thing it can on my behalf. Mm-hmm. And I don't expect it to have thinkings then. Right. And I now have the skills and tools through all the somatic practice I've done to bring myself back from dorsal mm-hmm. and to stay in dorsal or sympathetic so I can do healing work there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go again. There you go again. <sighs> So I, I believe that Emma has experienced this as well, but correct me if I'm wrong. When I okay. get into those moments of anger, sadness, whatever it may be, I have this tendency to be focused on getting taken seriously. Like that is my primary goal in that moment. It's not necessarily to be right. It's not to win whatever. It's not to, anything else. It's just to be mm. taken seriously. And so then that takes tends to make mm. me more and more angry. And then I get labeled sure. as too emotional, which then I feel like yeah. I'm not being sure. taken seriously. So it's just this really, it's a shit spiral, really. um, to put it medically as you would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for using You're welcome, proper right. terminology. Uh, what are your thoughts? What yeah. are your, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah. So I want so two things immediately. One, let's take a little moment with hands on hearts to send some love into the parts of you and the parts of most women in the patriarchy who have been told that we're less than, we're not worthy, our opinions, our voices don't matter, we're too emotional as though that were a thing. And let's send some love deep into our own hearts to our inner children, our inner girls, the ones who put their hands up in class and weren't listened to, the ones who said something in the boardroom and the dude next to us got credits, the ones who were discredited, called shrill, called bitchy, just for being smart, just for knowing what's what. When you're ready, opening your beautiful eyes. Yeah. That's the patriarchy in action. And it hurts us. And it hurts men. And it hurts non-binary folks. It hurts all of us. And it sucks. And I'm sorry. In the in the way in Spanish, right? Lo siento. I feel it. It sucks. And so we get to similarly to saying, it's not me, I'm not a problem, it's my perfect sympathetic activation. It's not me, I'm not a problem, it's my dorsal activation, it's my nervous system. We get to say, it's not me, I'm not a problem, it's the patriarchy. And from there. Anything and everything we want from others, one of the most healing things we can do is to give it to ourselves. Right? So in recognizing, of course, I want to be taken seriously. I've been invalidated since girlhood. 
how can I take me seriously? What does that look like right now, right? Does that mean taking a moment and going to the bathroom and looking your beautiful self in your beautiful eyes and saying, you're right, and I know it. You're feeling big feelings and that's beautiful and I'm gonna celebrate that. Does it look like going for a run around the block and getting that sympathetic moving? You curl up in the bed for 20 minutes and not care who hears you sobbing till you get it out, right? Give yourself the taken seriously. Yeah, so you can come back to the conversation in ventral vagal, the safe and social part of the nervous system where you can have your own back and speak from your truth, speak from your strength, speak from your power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and make it less about the other person, more about you knowing, trusting, and believing you. Mm -hmm. I remember the day this shifted for me. 100 million years ago, I was in a bar in Boston. I was in grad school. And somehow the conversation got to like physics or organic chemistry, like the nerdy science stuff I was studying. And some dude at the bar said some science thing completely ass backwards and was so dedicated to it being right. And I just was like, okay. Like, okay. He was like, oh, you know, the, the gravity doesn't work. Whatever. <laughs> Who knows what it was. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, sure. Yeah, if that's what you believe, cool. And I truly in that moment detached from his opinion meaning anything, him having to believe me, right? Him needing to take me seriously, needing to be seen in any way in anyone else's eyes. And I remember he turned to me and he was like, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Do I have it wrong? <laughs> After fighting me for like 20 minutes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And what shifted there was I no longer held attachment to his opinion. It didn't matter in my body. It didn't matter in my mind. It didn't fucking matter. Mm -hmm my opinion, my knowing, that's what mattered. Mm -hmm. And it, it changed everything. You always I'm know sure. what to come back to self. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cass, when you said that, that was like about being taken seriously. I don't think we've ever like put that into words, but I think you and I both feel mm. that every single time emotions come up, that hit me dead on. And I also feel myself when I'm angry or sad, a lot a lot of times when I'm sad, actually, um, almost replaying this situation in my head and explaining it as I would if I were telling someone what just happened and making sure it sounds valid enough to feel sad about, you know, where I'm like, this just happened and I'm sad. Does that even sound sad? Because I am sad. <laughs> and it's almost like seeing if the person I'm imagining telling it to is validating it by the way that it sounds. So it almost sounds, it's almost the same exact feeling of, am I even going to take myself seriously in this moment um, that I'm mm. feeling big emotions? Mm. Does that feel supportive for you? No. <laughs> Oh, it doesn't. No, I mean, it, it feels like I'm leaving my own body in the middle of big feelings. It feels like I'd rather look um, at how it looks from the outside and make sure it's valid enough to be making this big of a deal. So it it feels shitty, it. It. but I do it every single yeah, time. Okay, well, that's fine because mm -hmm. that's a survival skill you've had. And like, that's cool. Right, like let's start with dropping the judgment of that. Mm. 
Huh? Huh? Like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So I wonder, so one of the big things I teach is bridging, right? So when we're trying to change our somatic experience, when we're trying to change our mindset, when we're trying to make change, folks are in the habit of going from zero to one majillion and then wonder why it all crumbles in the middle, right? When we try to take a huge friggin' leap over a chasm of self-doubt, right? Mm -hmm. So like, for example, if someone is trying to love their body, I wouldn't encourage practicing the thought, Oh my God, I love my body. Because your brain and your nervous system are going to go, whoop. <laughs> New York salute on that one. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> so we don't try that. We start with, I have a body. I have a body. Okay, let's get solid on that. I have a body. Towards what somatics would teach us, which is, I am my body. <sighs> and if you've been used to hating your body... I am my body. That's a, that, that is a huge, that is huge. (laughs) That is huge. Right. And is leagues away from, I love my body, but kitten steps, right? (laughs) One fourteenth the size of baby steps. Let it be known. That is science. Uh I have many degrees in science. I love kitten steps. (laughs) The cutest things I've, the cutest thing I've ever heard. It's the cutest fucking thing I've ever oh, heard. I'm so, oh, I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased. Kitten steps. Kitten steps are very important. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do in my work. We do kitten steps and bridge thoughts. So if this conversation, like this externalizing, isn't working because you're getting external, I wonder if a pathway towards staying in your body with your emotions might be, and we'll just try it on, see if it works, is taking that external view and bringing it inside, instead of talking to someone outside of you, some imaginary outside, what if you talk to some imaginary inside? Mm. Like an inner watcher, Uh right? An inner witness, Mm -hmm. a neutral referee, like a part of you that can tell you like, yeah, you you said that really well. (laughs) Or listen, okay, that was all right, but maybe. But like, what if it was a loving part of you? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, a, a most loving inner guardian. I don't talk about inner parent anymore because the word parent. <laughs> but like, most loving inner guardian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a client for whom that's a dog. Because come on, what's better than dog? <laughs> Kitten steps and dogs. <laughs> yeah. The bestest. The bestest. Right? Um, so yeah, what if that inner guardian was the entity with whom you spoke? Mm-hmm towards just being present with your actual self and your emotions, but like not pushing yourself to jump off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Just Does that sound like a potentially helpful kitten step? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I really, cool. I really feel like that would be a good um, reframe because the way – and when you said neutral, I could tell that that mm. was something that that external person doesn't have when I'm right. communicating – my feelings, <laughs> you know, so if I yeah. were to have a neutral inner guardian, which makes them sound like guardian of the galaxy in my head. So sure. they're super powerful, I love that. but silent totally. until I need them. Still, you call upon them. I think. Exactly. Yeah, until I will call upon them. It, that sounds very, um, like, more gentle than I have been on yeah. myself. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. I love right. it when you're more gentle on yourself. Me too. Me too. Yeah. 
So just to be kitten step clear, is there such thing as too emotional? (sighs) Yes, no, maybe. So, (laughs) all right, buckle up. Here we go. So, I mean, let's start with no, like a firm feminist no, followed by a how fucking dare you, (laughs) not you, but the patriarchy of like, absolutely not. Right? Like my expression of my emotions, your expression of your emotions, it's impossible for it to be too, to anything. It's what is. Emotions are what they are. And, and the only reason to judge that is, is the discomfort of a system that, that believes that embodiment is dangerous to its own existence. Mm -hmm. Right? Because if, we are all embodied, meaning we are present in our body. We're present in our emotions. We're not just living from the neck up, but we're here. We're truly present. Can late stage capitalism, white settler colonialism, and the patriarchy truly continue to exist? No. I don't think so, right? Right. And so these systems are deeply rooted in our disembodiment, in our not being present in our emotions. And they're deeply rooted in this story that the patriarchy hurts men. I'm going to keep saying it, that men, quote, don't have emotions, right? Because anger is not an emotion, right? That's the <laughs> one they're allowed to have. And that's the one that's okay. And we'll come back to gun violence in like <laughs> a later episode. Ah, right. And so all the other emotions are like lady things, you know, for us sitting around in our hoop skirts, crocheting, um, you know, not voting or whatever we do. Like we, those emotions are our purview. And so of course they're too much. Their very existence is too much because we don't matter. We shouldn't exist, right? We're to be held down. We're to be denigrated. And anything that's labeled quote unquote feminine is a problem, right? It should be mocked. It should be made less than. So it is a a deep project of the patriarchy to make women's emotions a problem and to make them a problem for men, right? Like it it fucks us all over, right? God, super elegant today. It fucks us, <laughs> fucks all, us over, all over, but it does, right? So that's A number one. B number two, we can each look at our own lives and we can ask ourselves from love, from care, from compassion and curiosity, is my internal and external expression of my emotions Does it serve me? So I, you're going to be shocked to hear this, but once had a penchant for the dramatic. (laughs) I know, I know, it's shocking. I know, I can hardly believe it myself, really. (laughs) Shocking, shocking. Emma has fainted. fainted. Um, Someone get the smelling salts, please. (laughs) Bring a cool towel for her brow. But like, I, you know, if I like a friend didn't text me back for two weeks, I was like, oh my God, she hates me. I did something so wrong. There's something wrong. I'm terrible. Oh my God, I'm the worst. But I would go on that. We all know that she hates me spiral, right? Of like that drama train that just like starts, leaves the station and like choo-choo off into like <laughs> bananapantstownusa.com, right? And so th- that was too much. You see what I mean? Like, it didn't serve me. It didn't serve my friend who I would text and be like, oh, my God, Lisa, are you upset with me? And she's like, 
no girl, my grandma died. I haven't texted you back because I'm in Florida. Stop. Right. But it was the, it was taking an emotion and, or letting a worry and anxiety become this worry, anxiety fueled, large emotional, which I would then project onto others. It would create a tizzy in my life, create drama and discomfort that was, that was not supportive of anyone's growth or wellness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I understand why I did that. Right. I didn't, don't need to judge younger me. I don't need to shame or blame younger me. Right. Like I, I get it. I know what I was up to. Right. Like I was coming from a lack of worth, a lack of, of, of support for myself, trust in myself, et cetera. So meow, meow. I did that instead. Cool. And it's not that the emotion were too much. It was emotions that didn't, the volume of which did not serve me. I'm trying to English this very, very carefully because I don't want to like blame shame. I don't want to be part of that. Mm -hmm. But I do want us to like take a look at what we're doing and like ask loving questions, like curiously loving questions. Like, why am I having this large expression of this emotion? Right? What are my inner children's goals? What is my nervous system's goal? Like, curiously, what am I up to? What are you, what are you up to, kitten? Right? Like a little shimmy shake of like, what are you up to? What's what's going on, love bear? What's going on, you little cutie? What's up? How's it going? What you doing? What are you up to? And I ask myself that all the time. Right? What are you up to? And I say it lovingly because it makes me laugh. It makes me giggle. And it makes me like go back to curiosity instead of blame and shame and being shitty to me. <laughs> what are you up to? You know what I mean? What I'm up to is plugging my computer. Oh, great. I love a shimmy. Thanks. I love a shimmy. I love a shimmy shake. Just reminds you to like, yo, it's just like, just shh. Breathe through it. Breathe into it. Get curious. You know? What are you up to? What you doing? What are you, doing? What are you projecting? Mm-hmm. What unmet childhood need are you up to with uh, taking this to zero to 10, taking it to 27? What are you What are you trying to do here, kiddo? I've taken some things to 27. Come on, cutie pie. <laughs> yeah. Some of us take it to 27. And, you know, we just get to love. There's a part of you that... For me, that what like was felt so not heard as a kid, that like twenty seven was the only way to get heard. That and being sick. <laughs> that was a great way to get attention. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I just hit something. I'm gonna touch a nerve. Uh-oh. <laughs> Your eyes. Out here touching wrong nerves. Maybe a little. I'm going to ask the question I originally had anyways. If you are somebody who has gone to 27 um, frequently, often, Mm -hmm. every once in a while, whatever it may be, and then people expect you to go to 27, and so they kind of treat you as a person who goes to 27, and you are almost like, in my family, forever the 27. Um, I'm sure. sure that goes back to what we were saying about being taken seriously. That is clearly a very deep, um, feeling in me. Um, yeah. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? 
You get to let other people have their opinion and their stories about you. You get to practice non-attachment to their stories about you, right? You get to not let those stories create your lived experience, your lived experience of your life or your relationship with them. You get to just like really like, okay, my family believes that I am hyper-emotional because maybe at some point, because I wasn't heard, because I didn't feel heard, right, whatever, whatever that is, doesn't really matter. I did take a four and I made it a 27 because that's what my inner children felt like we needed to do. No judges, no blamesies. That's what was. State the court admissible facts. Get neutral. Cool. Now I'm grown. I'm learning these new skills. If it's a, if it's a four, we're going to go to four. And if everyone else expects 27, cool. Right? Like, that's cool. They can expect anything they want. That's, that's on them. Whatever the Buddha taught us, their expectations are also a root cause of suffering, but like, whatevs, right? Cool. They can have their expectations. And I'm going to show up how I want to. So when someone says whatever, I'm going to come back to my breath. I'm going to find my ground. I'm going to center myself. And the practices I teach us is centering ourselves in the story we want to the story we are believing about ourselves and coming into our height, our depth, our width around that story of our identity, right? So when I am believing I am grounded in my emotions, how do I stand? How do I hold myself? How do I sit? What is my body like? What is me in time and space when I believe this beautiful thing about me? All right, so I come into that belief, hold it in my body, and I respond from that belief and from that grounded centering in my body. And if everyone's like, oh, we thought you'd freak out, you can say, oh. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a full sentence, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I often just say, oh, and just smile and nod. Oh. So interesting. That is a vastly <laughs> different approach than what I've been doing, which is um, yelling that I am mm. not at 27. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cool, 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 you know? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's cool. But I'll try it your way. That's cool. Yeah. yeah I'll try it your way. Diff. Whatever. <laughs> or whatever. Okay. Whatever. Oh. Just like whatever. I we'll mean, see. whatever. <laughs> we'll see. Uh huh. Cool. <laughs> I love that. Keep both keep posted. Mm -hmm. I have loved this dive into these emotions and the big ones and the ones that it's we typically one. label as negative. Um, I think Cass and I, obviously from a plethora of questions, have had a, a lot of experience <laughs> shitting on ourselves for living in these feelings and not really like just being labeled as those feelings. Um, yeah. So this has been so helpful as per usual with mm. your lovely, beautiful self. I'm so glad. It's always a delight. Always a delight. Goddamn delight. Could you remind yeah. our listeners where they can connect with you after this episode? Absolutely. Well, I'm really excited to tell you all about uh, my latest offering. Later. So before now, the only way to work with me was through Anchored, which is my six-month coaching, breathwork, and somatics program. And I wanted to make something more financially and timely accessible. 
so a shorter thing. And so I created the Somatic Studio, which is a 12-week deep dive into somatics, polyvagal theory, the nervous system. And most importantly, it's a safer container and a time and place to practice Right, so not just learn the science and the and the the nerdiness, which of course we always do science, we always do nerdiness, but to practice coming into embodiment in your own body with my support and love and care in a beautiful container for twelve weeks. And so you can learn more about that at victoriaalbina.com slash somatic studio. Um, da, 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 da. <laughs> you can follow me on the gram. I give good gram at Victoria Albina Wellness. My podcast is called feminist wellness. It's for free and it's for humans of all of the many and no genders. Uh, and I have a special treat just for your listeners. If you go to victoriaalbino.com slash honey do me, you can download a suite of somatic and uh, meditations, practices, exercises. That's going to cost you zero American dollars. <laughs> so why not go get it? victoriaalbino.com slash honey do me. Thank you so much, Victoria, um, the love of our lives, for being on the podcast yet again. It's like a monthly thing with us, and we love it. Mm -hmm. um, and thank you to our listeners for hanging out. We have a good two weeks left of this season with you. And um, before we take a – I don't even know if we should call it a hiatus anymore because we'll see them three out of the four weeks from it's a summer break. Yeah. It's a little, it's a summer relax, a summer rewind, if rewind. you will. Uh -huh. We're going to be re-releasing two episodes a month. So two old episodes that we think are worth revisiting. All of them are worth revisiting, but ones that we are interested in right now. And then we're going to be doing like a little solo check-in, um, whatever's been going on with us. And then we'll have one week where nothing happens, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. You'll Life find something happens. to do. Yeah, let life wank off. Wank off. Where are For you the from? hour that you would normally be listening to us, I expect you to be masturbating. <laughs> Wanking. You said wank. Wanking. Spanking the wank. Spanking the wank. Um, that's all I have. Off to you. Okay. Um, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. You can leave us a written review. You can also rate us on Spotify. Um, you can share this episode with someone that you love dearly or someone that has made you feel like too much that you want mm -hmm. to reconsider how they've treated you. Um, <laughs> and you don't have to make it pointed. You don't have to say, you've done this. But you could be like, I think this would be really powerful for you to listen to. Yeah. Just come to Cass if you ever need help with phrasing. Actually, I do that all the mm -hmm. time. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know why that's a joke because it's absolutely not one. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. Um, emoji. Emoji. Leave a sparkle mm. because we fucking love a sparkle. Yeah. Fucking love a sparkle. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And or in parentheses, in. put motherfucker. Yeah. There you go. I was going to say all of that, that ties in with the sign in the beginning. Yeah. There you go. Um, well, on that note, we love you to pieces and we'll see you next week. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. You are off. <laughs> Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. 
And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.